It's uh, June, early June, and uh, Dear Journal, I'm going to put this in before therapy, and uh, my plan in therapy is to, by the way, I'm feeling pretty good today, and actually the last two weeks have been... I guess great because I mean in terms of other people around me I don't think I blew up got angry verbally abused etc anyone around me in two weeks which I think is progress um, I uh, I'm still totally clean um, no issues there. Medication seems to be giving me enough sleep to still get my reselling day job going, keeping that going so the bills are getting paid. And I guess there's really not been any major, major news, and that's why I haven't really posted in a while. So today is kind of a pre post therapy idea. And uh, in therapy, the idea is to try to go deeper and try to understand what uh, jealousy is. I did some internet searches and it seems like it's either envy or jealousy is due to envy. So I wanted to ask my therapist about envy. And she had also mentioned resentment. Every time I said jealousy, she called it resentment. So I... uh, I, I'm i not exactly sure what jealousy, envy, and resentment means, but I do know with this childhood emotional neglect problem that I'm jealous or envious or I feel an emotional reaction every time I come across somebody that's using the word I and I and able to share their feelings openly like on a website or an about me page or in a book forward um even talking even if it's someone close to me that says i like this i like that or that bothers me that doesn't i uh i don't know i tend to be very critical of other things but I'm realizing maybe I'm hypersensitive I might be hypersensitive when it comes to my own likes, dislikes, whatever my own emotions that I basically have held in my whole life and then I think about what was the happiest time of my life and I feel like it was my college days when I was surrounded by college buddies we were just just fully into drugs and alcohol and running around in the streets every night shouting at the top of our lungs letting it all out and maybe some of it was anger I don't know but uh, we were wild and somehow that wild lifestyle feels like the happiest time of my life I was a broke 
college student on student loans and you know coming out of poverty and I had nothing but I had friends I had friends around me that I could share any emotion with and they would not judge me and I think that's the crux of this childhood emotional neglect or a lot of disorders where you just can't deal with the emotions you can't process them you can't let them out you can't express them you can't share them obviously therapy works because you're able to do that in that one hour every week or two but how do you deal with the real world and i don't have a group of friends around me i'm i'm over 50 now i mean it's not like i can run around wild on the streets with some other 50 year olds and let it all out it just doesn't work that way so i guess this thank you for this anchor thank you for podcasting the internet i mean thank you for one more little outlet where i can you know share my feelings but but the trick that i want to figure out is how to share feelings in the dangerous moments like right here i'm sitting safely in my car i know i got therapy coming i'm having a good day it's so easy to share but those volcanic moments that happen out in public with people that you love and it's just like it happens in in less than a minute or two when this volcano like bubbles up inside of me and and i don't know what to do and recently what i've been trying to do is just like breathe really like like that like really breathe and it seems to be working kind of like a standing premeditative state i don't know i'm trying all kinds of different things but uh hopefully talking about envy resentment and jealous jealousy and finally understanding what that really means and understanding ways to deal with that like is the problem not being able to express myself do i need a medium to be able to express myself um that brings to mind tim ferris who i believe is a world-class podcaster also i think he's an author entrepreneur and he's done all kinds of things in his life along with 50 50 uh episodes because he's also bipolar but i think he's a depressive type i tend to be a manic type so we have the same disorder but i think we're on opposite extremes but the most interesting thing about his story to me having bipolar on the other side is that he i do believe he had a transition in his life where he could take two roads one was to continue entrepreneurship and the other was to give that up and put all his time and effort into what I'm going to call sharing, which essentially is stuff like podcasting, interviewing, writing, reading, analyzing, brainstorming, journaling. I think he's an epic journaler. I'm not... I might be getting him confused with Robin Sharma, but yeah, I think Tim Ferriss is a world-class journaler. So... He made a conscious effort 
to what I call give up the money road, which is the lure of the Lambos and the airplanes and the Grant Cardones you see online, the Dan Locks, the the uh, Ty Lopez's, the uh, the millionaires selling these big dreams and these beautiful women and these fast cars and airplanes and millions and millions. It's basically entrepreneurship, and um, they get you hooked by saying you can quit your job. Well, Tim Ferriss did the opposite, which is what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking he had that road going, and he said, you know what? I'm going to step back from the money road and go, go with the sharing knowledge road. So I guess in a sense, he's my new role, role model because he does have the same mental illness, and... Uh, He's using knowledge and his voice to share. I don't know if he's sharing his own personal story. I did see him on a TED Talk where he started with that. But it was just like, you know how all these gurus, they share their personal story. But it's like one little paragraph and a long, hour-long, two-hour-long presentation or a massive book or knowledge product. I'm always fascinated by those early stories of rags to riches, like the early days, like what did these guys do when they were homeless or sick or in the dumps, down in the dirt, and I guess you have to read books to get to the nitty gritty of the uh, early stories, but those are the stories that fascinate me, the ones, the ones that talk about pain, failure, resilience, um, finding strength within um, trial and error, you know, um, never giving up, being on the edge, like Tim Ferriss was talking about having almost pulled the trigger on a suicide. I mean, that right there could be a whole book. But uh, yeah, I'm so thankful for the internet because now we can we can see these stories. We can listen to them. We can watch them on YouTube. We can hear them on the radio or on the podcast, on the internet, on the iPhone, on the smartphone. And uh, we're just so lucky to be alive right now. So I guess if you have the same problem as me that you're struggling with sharing, um, never give up. Try a different medium. Try them all. Try video. Try audio. Try writing. Try journaling. Try YouTubing, try uh, podcasting, try it all and, and, and never give up. And I guess one of them will take you to that 10,000 hours you need to be uh, competent or considered an expert. And if you can turn that into a side hustle or a career or a part-time gig, you are one of the lucky few. Oh, that was intense. Oh my God, dear journal. I've never cried that deep in years. Pure empathetic cry over my mom. She doesn't know any better. She loves me. She doesn't know any better. She loves me. She doesn't know any better. She loves me. She didn't get loved by her family. She got cut off. She got left out to dry. She doesn't know any better. She's from a different culture. I was raised here. I'm a first generation immigrant son. Oh my God, assimilation. What was the other thing? First generational assimilation or something. There's two new concepts that came 
out of this session that are deep. I don't know if they're deeper than jealousy, envy, and regret, but I think so. I think... I think... I had an assimilation problem. Emotional development, assimilation, culture, immigration. Fuck. So many issues. Poverty. Social classes. Somehow they were all covered in one hour that went in like 10 minutes. It was so fast. Therapist is going to work with me. I have two more sessions until my mom comes to town where my goal is to be kind for five days and not blow up and not have any anger issues with her. I know she's not going to change. I love her. She loves me. I wish I could cry like I was crying in therapy. Oh, I was crying so hard. My stomach still hurts. My knee hurts. I've never had a cry cause physical pain. That means I have deep down empathetic regret for hurting my mom with verbal abuse throughout my life oh my stomach hurts oh fuck this is so weird oh my god emotional empathy being released is pain physical pain is it regret why is the pain in my body must be regret just feeling sorry for my mom cut off from her family disowned supposed to be oh gosh I can't talk about this this could go public hmm I don't know about this how much do you reveal to the world the new world is transparent right Everybody's got a psychological problem. Everybody has a messed up childhood. Everybody's got emotional issues. How much can you release online? Well, I'm going to say this. Let's stick to the positive. I love my mom. She saved my life time and time again. She supported me financially over and over after every single business failure. I would not be an entrepreneur without her as a role model, being an entrepreneur, self-employed music teacher that supported us and raised our family through and out poverty. I have so much to thank her for. And uh, I don't know how to express myself. I don't... I don't know how to deal with our relationship in this America that I grew up with because she's from a different culture and she seems like she cut that culture off but she visits Japan and I think she likes to travel Japan and oh it's confusing it's really really hard just stick to the basics she loves you she doesn't want to hurt you even if you don't feel loved or you feel hurt. That's what the therapist said. You feel hurt. You feel hurt. You feel hurt. So when I'm feeling hurt, I have to feel empathy instead. And then the pain turns into physical stomach and knee pain. That is so bizarre. Manifestation. I guess manifestation can really 
turn a thought into a chemical, a chemical can turn into a physical reaction. I have to turn my emotional pain into my own physical pain instead of somebody else through verbal abuse. I've been verbally abusive my whole life, been angry my whole life, and I don't want to be. I want to be a kind person. I want to smile. I want to learn how to smile at people. and I want to learn how to earn smiles. And I want to learn how to be empathetic. I want to learn how to be giving. I want to learn how to be even more kind. I want to learn how to help people. I'm trying. I'm trying. I don't know if I'm trying my best. You know, I'm not putting in 40 hours a week on my emotional intelligence, but... I'm trying to be honest. Oh, I can't believe that cry made my stomach this sore. This is very bizarre. So if you're having emotional issues that cause pain, I learned today that that pain can turn into physical pain into your own body instead of explosive pain onto someone else. That doesn't mean go hurt yourself. What it means is that emotions create chemicals in the body and brain. And those chemicals, I do believe... need to turn into something or need to convert or need to dissipate or something. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but emotions cause chemicals and chemicals usually cause bad actions if they're coming from like anger or jealousy or the lower the lower energy centers of the body. So, you know, one of the techniques is to just do a standing meditation, step back, do deep breathing. But if it's intense emotion like it was there, it went straight to cry. And after I was in cry, feeling the pain for myself, it shifted. And then I felt the pain in the other person, in the other person's past, not just current pain, but their whole life's worth of pain. I felt my mom's whole life's worth of pain and I cried so deeply so deeply tears and my stomach oh my god my stomach still hurts my knee hurts because something was going on with my legs during this session so I'm confused and that's what this journal is about is to capture my thoughts in the moment in in the moment of being confused or or relieved or having learned something i guess i've learned that assimilating into a society is is an emotional thing it's it's not just what car you drive what job you have how much money you make it's an emotional thing do you have the emotional intelligence to deal with the society that you're trying to become a part of? And that, that is a lot different than 
all the gurus I see online that are talking about new habits. I think new habits is a great idea, but it's really hard to write a book because you don't know what part of society the reader is trying to assimilate into. So the habits that are needed might not be the same. Like, for example, if I wanted to go become an entrepreneur in Japan, some of the habits of New York Times best-selling books in America that teach people how to become better leaders or managers or entrepreneurs, etc., higher salaries, move up in society in America may actually not work or backfire in a different part of the world or galaxy. So before you jump to trying to create new habits, I think today's lesson is first decide what society, what part of society do you want to assimilate to? And I need to ponder that question for a while. I thought it was this, uh, this millionaire, entrepreneurial, self-employed section of American society that runs around, writes books, speaks at events, and is considered some sort of, you know, inspirational, motivational guru on how to make money or something. I thought that was the part of society that I want to assimilate to and that is why I'm having problems. That is not how I was raised. So I either have to change myself and start from zero years old to learn the emotional norms of that section of society or I need to change my dream and uh, pick pick a section of society like, let's say, uh, reclusive authors that never go out and never speak on stage and never are motivational in person and just hide in a room and scribble on paper section of society and they never, they never make a buck and they're never able to pay the rent and they're starving artists that might be a section of society that I'm already wired to be part of emotionally. So it's not just changing our habits. I think you have to have an emotional goal. And for some people, that might be natural. You know, it might be really natural. Rags to riches might just be a ladder. For me, rags to riches has been like the battle of my whole life. I'm doing all the stuff the rags to riches people are doing, but I'm not feeling the riches emotionally. I'm not feeling the riches at all. So I've got a lot of work to do. That's the problem with this therapy thing. I'm telling you, the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know, and the more you move forward with working on what you don't know, the more you realize the work is harder than all the time you have and that the pains and the, the emotional scars and the history is decades long and my logical brain is saying oh my god I've been doing it wrong for 50 years do I need 50 years to do it right I mean jeez if I'm going to change these thought patterns and emotional reactions and processing oh I don't know.
I'm not here to provide answers. I'm just trying to provide insights from my own personal view. Today's gold is that I think you need to to pick the cocktail party that you want to be a part of. You got to pick the dream cocktail party. And, and then you have to ask yourself, all the people at that party that you admire, what kind of emotional intelligence do they bring? What time of, what kind of culture? What kind of, uh, what kind of, uh, upbringings? What kind of, uh, emotional expressions do they use? What kind of, uh, words do they use? Sentences, body language, um, intonation, what language? All that stuff is going to feel foreign if you weren't brought up in the exact same way. So maybe that's why all the rags to riches gurus um, are more comfortable, you know, always reminding us of where they came from. Maybe, maybe they aren't comfortable in those million dollar Beverly Hill mansions. Maybe they aren't comfortable shooting YouTube videos with Lambos in the background or pretty women or Ferraris. Maybe the emotional side of it is something they're still working on, even though we look at them as totally successful without problems. Maybe the money side is easier. So which do you work on first? Is, is the natural question um, with this realization. Which cocktail party do you want to feel comfortable in? And uh, do you want to work on the emotional norms of that cocktail party first? Or do you want to work on the price of admission for that cocktail party first? Or do you want to do both? <laughs>